What's up, everybody? Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? You know, just chilling. <laughs> well, today's a very exciting episode. Yes. We have our first guests. What's <laughs> up, world? <laughs> whoop, whoop. Well, so very exciting. <laughs> so we have Heinz and Lori Peck, Sydney's parents. Yes. And last week, we started talking about our family dynamics with our parents, Mm -hmm. and we ended up saying, you know, maybe we should have some parents on so we could ask questions, they could say stuff to us, and Mm -hmm. here we are. Yeah, we're filming in our, our, like, kitchen, so if you hear some background noise, (laughs) don't be alarmed. It's Pearl. (laughs) Yeah, it's Pearl. No, Pearl doesn't have her collar on, so. Okay, well, Well. either way, we have pets here, so be aware. Yes, so you guys... Hopefully listen to the episode last week. They do. <laughs> How'd you feel? Oh, parents. Yes, oh us. My God. Um, <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. I loved uh, how you guys expressed how you learned a lot of things through the experiences that you went through. Um, especially, I love, uh, I think the most touching thing was hearing that you guys really set back and looked and could understand that we are humans mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, it's the maturity that we see. Yeah. And especially Sydney. Yes. Whitney, you're a little <laughs> well. a couple years older. So it's the maturity with Sydney. And she can see things from a, a sixty thousand foot view instead of the five foot whatever view it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I think so too. It was you know, when it's hard to like talk about those things, you Mm -hmm. know, especially when you know your parents may be listening and Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable. Um, But I guess we'll start right away. And from the parents' side, (laughs) what would you say if you had to do it all over again, you just got, you have a newborn, what would you do differently? Wow. That's a tough one. Um, I know Heinz what he's going to say. No, not take it as, as, well, you take it seriously, obviously, but not be so paranoid about everything mm-hmm. um, because your first child gets all the discipline and your last child gets none of the discipline. <laughs> and if you have multiple kids, such as three and four, that's like me, I'm a baby of the family. I Not that I had free reign in my house growing up, but I could do anything and do no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have to say, too, uh, cherish more the moments when you're young, because as new parents, you want your kids to, can't wait till they talk, can't wait till they walk, when in all reality, those moments are so special, mm-hmm. and you forget about that, because you want them to be older so fast, and then once they're older, the saying, we've learned, bigger kids, bigger problems, is so true, so when they're young and vulnerable and what you can pour into them, I feel is so important when they're little because mm-hmm. those are those moments that they listen, they cherish everything you say. Mm-hmm. And so those are those moments that are so teachable, but you don't realize that until. But a lot of the reason, the lot of, a lot of the reason why you want your kid to grow up fast is because you're so exhausted. You're tired. <laughs> sure. you're, you're tired of waking up at five in the morning or at two in the morning for a feeding. Or even if, you know, I never fed the kids during the middle of the night, but I was waking up with Lori when she would feed Bailey, when she would feed Sydney. And then mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bed until she was in bed. Right. So you're 
constantly tired and every new parent knows that. So you want your kid to sleep through the night one night or two nights in a row, three nights in a row. Then you were like, hey, I can't, don't, I'm sick and tired of carrying this baby carry around. Let's walk, <laughs> you know, and then I yeah. can't wait to understand what you're actually saying. So it's those, those things are um, obvious milestones, but it's parents think that way because they just want their child to develop and move on so that they're not stressed as much as they are, but just understand that those are, as Lori said, precious times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think, um, you know, we talked about, well, I talked about my dad and like some regrets that I had, you know, with my relationship with him. And I guess, um, our next question is what are your biggest regrets and, or disappointments or failures as parents that you feel? Wow. That's huge. <laughs> Because we all know what that answer will be. Uh, Anyone that knows us in our family knows what that would be. Um, Mm -hmm. I think our biggest regrets looking back now is uh, paying attention to all your children. Because that's tough. When you have a a child that has issues like we had to deal with. Demands attention. Yeah. And with our oldest, that was tough because uh, he demanded all of our attention. Yeah. And then when you have other children, we had one other child, obviously, Sydney. Me. And um, <laughs> that's hard because mm-hmm. you don't realize that you got to put all that attention on the first one. That's this is a touchy subject for me. <laughs> I'm going to pass the mic. <laughs> for me, my, my biggest um, regret is when Sydney was four years old, well, actually almost four years old, taking a job w- w- that required me to travel every week. Yeah. I, miss, I missed a lot. Mm-hmm. I missed... A lot for Sydney and Bailey, but that was the biggest regret. But then again, I wouldn't be where I am right now without taking that chance. So you have to right. you have to have the good way, the good with the bad. But to do it over again and knowing what Lori went through and what Sydney went through and what Bailey had to go through, um, being home may have been more important than mm-hmm. the financial. I'm not going to call it windfall, but the financial gains from traveling every week. Yeah. But. Well, it was a sacrifice that you both made. and Mm. But now, you know, those things that you've all had to go through, like we're able to have this conversation today. Yeah. Right. Right. But you got to look also at the bonuses with that. These kids got to travel with me. They got to go to Hawaii, California, been to Germany. I mean, and that's all you know, frequent flyer miles and hotel points and rent-a-car trips. I mean, I've been fortunate enough with my job to be able to provide great vacations for my kids at very relatively low, low cost, so. Yeah, I think it comes with a a part of maturity, understanding and realizing, like, you could look at it in two different ways. Like, you could look at it as, like, oh, you weren't there when I was a kid. Like, you suck. Like, I have daddy issues versus, like, you know, you weren't here, but it was a sacrifice. And because of the sacrifice, we had a lot of great outcomes. Right. And it's just, it, I mean, I used to feel like, wow, my dad wasn't there, especially when I first went to college, because I didn't know that I had like struggled with that until like you're alone and all your baggage kind of like comes out everywhere. But at the same time, I think that it's just helped me like be grateful for the things that I've, what? (laughs) 
I hate the mic hurt you. It's a dentist This is what happens when we all get together. This is what happens. But yeah, I mean, it comes with maturity learning that like, because of what the sacrifices my dad made, it's, we are who we are now because of it. And I don't think that I would change it. Like, you know, you think that you, you regret it and you change it, but you can't have regrets because life could be totally different than right. what it is now. And I also think, too, when everybody matures and mm-hmm. you can look, you know, at your situations, you don't, it's hard because you don't focus, try not to focus as much on what the difficult times was. And there yeah. were a lot of great times. Right. And, you I know. Th- and I think, too, like, when we become parents, you know, we'll have a little bit more grace for, oh, yeah. you know, for our parents than what we do even now. And yeah. listen, you'll get a ton of advice. Listen to it. You don't have to accept all of it. I mean, right. you could be getting advice from some moron off the street. Right. And I hate right. to say that, that but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. But that you have to be careful with who's giving you the advice, sure. what the yeah. advice is and how it's, you know, going to help or hurt your child or your family or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's always important too to have people that can, um, pour into your life that have experienced good and bad. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that's what our family has gone through. We've yeah. had some rough times, some really, really rough times, but we've also had some really, really good times. Mm-hmm. So you need to hear both sides of everything when it comes to parenting because there's a lot of great that goes with the bad. Yeah. I mean, it just, they go hand in hand. Right. You know? Well, I mean, with that, with that being said, flip it instead of the like disappointments, what do you think your greatest achievements have been? Either... I mean, it could be just as parents, as... I think I'm sitting across from a college graduate with honors. <laughs> yeah! I think that, that is, uh, I mean, granted, and I'm not, I'm not lessening this, it, you know, you have two years left for your bachelor's, two years. Trust me, I was a horrible student. I'm smart, but I'm a horrible student. I mm. am a FOMO person when I was in college and high school. Yeah. I was f- the fear of what was next. Mm. Am I going to miss it? So that was my idea. So I'm, you know, super proud that you graduated with honors right. from SEU and Highlands College. And with your brother is just his independence right now. I yeah. mean, that's not that we had any doubts. It took a while, but his independence is amazing. I mean, mm. he's learning, he's maturing, and uh, uh, his car that he's got now, he's learning how to drive it better than he did Finn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's mine well i i have to say two things one <laughs> is that we stayed married yeah because yeah. um in today's society it is what? very easy you got it <laughs> um it's very easy for people to run sure yeah. but um one great advice that we always gave young couples that uh we joke about it because it, it's literally a joke but heinz and i would say that we had an agreement in our marriage that the first one to walk takes the kids. <laughs> so, you know. That, that's a handful. <laughs> that's a, and we had a handful. So it was like nobody wanted Talking to run. About Bailey. So, yeah. So, um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, number one is that our hugest accomplishment is that we're still married. Mm-hmm. And number two is that we have um, healthy children, yeah. that we have good minded, healthy children. We may have issues, they may have issues, but at the end of the day, um, we know that everybody's got everybody's back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much maybe somebody doesn't agree or get along with somebody, but man, mm-hmm. you mess with someone, 
in our family that got it. And we taught that to our kids. So I'm and, proud of that. And I got a third. Our house is a safe haven for anybody. Yes. Our, yes. The, here you can. Hello. <laughs> Whitney here's speaking. A, here's like, a, I hate to use this term, but a safe space for anybody. Mm -hmm. If they yeah. want to come here and talk, it doesn't matter. We're non-judgmental. We listen. We love you. Um, yeah. If you're here once, if you're here a hundred times. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're treated like one of our kids and um, whoever it may be. And um, long time ago, when Sydney was 14, 15 years old, our backyard had tons of people over yeah. every night, different ages. Yeah. So this was always the safe house and will always be that way. So yeah. I'm proud of that as well. This is mm -hmm. a great place for people to come and just talk. Yeah, I, that's a that's a. Italian thing. I'm going to take that credit <laughs> oh. <laughs> because uh, growing up, my mom and dad, that we had that in my house. And I mm -hmm. love that I can carry that tradition. I hope that my kids can carry that tradition when they get older yeah. because there's nothing better than having a safe place yeah. for not only your kids, but for your kids' friends. Mm -hmm. And that you take those kids on as your, I mean, we take all of them, especially you, Whitney, <laughs> on as our daughter or our sons, or they always call us mom or dad. And yeah. we don't try to win them. We just try to love them, you know, yeah. which means they can tell us anything and it stays here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're kind of like the Vegas of the homes, whatever happens, happens in the, the pack, pack house stays, stays in the pack in the house. The pack house. Oh but, um, <laughs> yeah, but that, that is huge to me is a huge accomplishment to know that we are considered, um, a safe house. Yeah. yeah. Well, know. I think, you know, we've said I'm an example of that, but exactly. I've been here. I can't even remember now how long it's been since we first met. Like it mm -mm. just all runs together because yeah, I feel like we're family. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember, Whitney, meeting you for the first time at the marketplace. Yes. <laughs> and I remember that sweet little voice. And I remember you coming up and hugging me. And I, at that time, I was struggling really hard with Bailey. And yeah. we were trying to get him his driver's license. And you were like, listen, I understand. Because you were going through that with Jake. Yeah. And so um, I knew right there, I was like, wow. Like somebody that gets us. Because... Mm -hmm. A lot of people that meet us don't get us, yeah. you know, and a lot of that comes from some of the, the things that we struggle with, with Bailey or with, you know, things that go on in the family. So that to me was very special. Yeah. That's, that's why I keep you underneath my wing. <laughs> that's why you're pickleball fiends. <laughs> she yeah. loves her more than me. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not at all. No. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, um, I don't know. What about Destiny and... <gasps> I did remember that, and I do remember little Destiny. Do you remember now? Yes. So was I? Did I say this on the the last yes, episode about you Destiny did. from? Yes, and I do remember Destiny. Mason Elementary. <laughs> she we were making she brownies. Me mom. Oh, I was so mad. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. See, that's the stuff I missed out on. Especially when mom drops you off at school and you had no school. And especially the one time Spencer Hub told told me that look your mom's over in the Honda and I go over there and it wasn't you and I missed the bus it was on the hundredth day of school because I can remem remember crying in the office with everyone wearing their hundred days of school stuff See? that trauma would have been avoided if I was home probably because <laughs> Dad probably would have picked me up anyways mm -hmm. um, speaking of trauma. Oh, what Lord. is the greatest challenge you think you've overcome? Either between, it could be like between you two, just parenting, or just like even with how your parents raised you and how like you've had to change, break generational curses. So I come from a very strict, and I'm mm. not going to say unloving, but my mom and dad really didn't express their love to us. Um, 
not saying my dad was a horrible dad, but my dad um, provided for us and that was his main job. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard. I mean, my whole side of the family, holy cow. Um, I don't know how to be an uncle because my uncles are all over in Germany. I don't mm. know how to be a dad because, again, my dad, not that he was absent, but he just was a provider. He went to work and put a roof over our heads, and you have to be grateful for that. Mm. My mom was the backbone of our family. Um, she um, was wonderful but never was a lovey-dovey type person coming from, you know, East Berlin and, and World War II Germany. Everything was you know, showing emotion, and that's still today in Germany, but showing emotion, you didn't, never did that. Mm -hmm. It's like showing affection. So I learn every day. It's, uh, yeah, I'm hopefully doing better. I mean. <laughs> you are. Um, but Coming from your daughter. It's, that's the thing that I've over, had to overcome is the, the strictness and um, the void of any emotion in a household. Mm-hmm. But it was a good house. I had a lot of good times growing up with my parents. Yeah. So, I mean, they did gave me a lot. So I can't totally be angry, but... Right. I think I can say that um, generational curses is a huge one for me that I focus solely on for my family was to break those generational curses, which is we don't have a very close family. Sibling-wise... Uh, aunt-wise, uncle-wise, just family in general-wise. Mm -hmm. So um, I, that's one of my biggest accomplishments that I feel that I'm going to pass to my kids is to break that generational curse because we try to instill in them, no matter, it doesn't matter if you're not getting along now, but your siblings are all you have. Yeah. You know, and I don't have those good relationships. I don't. I've got a sister that lives in Arizona, and i got a sister that lives five seconds from me, but we don't see anybody ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. Besides and, like the holidays. Right. Right. Hardly. <laughs> right. And so we always try to put into that. And you know, having a boy and a girl is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have two of boys the same, or two girls, yeah, yeah, or two girls, it's a little bit easier at times. I think it's a little tougher with boys and girls. And I think that comes, we talked about this a lot is when once you're older, mm -hmm. that's when that closeness comes. And that's what I feel is going to be breaking that curse mm -hmm. of other than what our family is. Cause Honestly, when we have holidays, it's really sad. Well, Our holidays are sad because we don't have a lot of family. Yeah, look at my family. Oh, my it goodness. Sucks. They're all over. That's uh, what yeah. I'm saying, though. We sister don't gather. You know, we don't, Yeah, we don't have the big Kentucky. family gatherings. We my don't brother have... living right down the hall. <laughs> Jesus. Mike. Mike, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably, yeah, the biggest one is, is that right there. And I think another good one that I know I overcame was being a single married mom mm -hmm. because yeah. that was really, really tough because mm. there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of loneliness. And especially when you have issues, mm -hmm. you know, cause you got two kids and you got one mm -hmm. that's an issue and one that's perfect. So it's black and white. That's tough. Well, I had that guilt of being on the road and not having that and going to a national sales meeting in Orlando, Florida and getting free tickets to go into Universal Park and not using them because I felt guilty. And mm. So, yeah, I mean, it go, both, both ways, both ways. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to enjoy <laughs> the things that other people did when they were on the road, um, especially with meetings. But, you know, that's we're still here. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to make a plan because our family meetings are sad now, too. My grandpa was, you know, kind of the one that right. always got us together for holidays. And I told you this was like the first Memorial Day that we didn't do anything. So I say, yeah, my family links up with yours and we start our own <laughs> we holiday tradition. Yeah, grilling it. out. Yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes I think in life it's tough because you count on family. But if they're yeah. not there, you have to make your own family. Yeah, and that's what I think it's all about. Sometimes that's a blessing in disguise, though. Exactly, you You find out, you know, who your true friends and family are at those difficult moments. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really a big one on that. Can't stand that everything happens for a season and a reason, you know, (laughs) for a lifetime. But sometimes that is true. Yeah, every season it's different, you know, and especially when you have family issues, Mm -hmm. it just depends on the season that you're in. You know, who you surround yourself with. And it's all about picking yourself up and being happy with who you're with in your family. Sure. Do you know? I have a question. When Go. When Bailey would, like, have his episodes and fight, did you ever tell Dad about them when he was on the road? All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. The extent of how bad they were? All mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why we're still together, <clears throat> honestly, is because we c- it's all about communication. Yeah. And I would tell him everything that went on, but not in a way to make him feel guilty. He would carry his own guilt, but it was just to try to help me out on how to deal with things. Mm. Or a lot of times we would try to put him on the phone, you know, and try to talk to him, you know, because I would always try to include um, Heinz in everything. But yeah, I I made sure I told him everything because I feel as parents with a family, everything is about communication. Mm. I think that's the key to everything because if you one parent tries to do it, you end up having resentment. Mm-hmm. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Heinz is the good cop though. I am the bad cop in yeah. our family. Yeah, because I had to be real. the mom and the dad, and to me that honestly sucks because you you don't get a cho- you don't get a choice to be the good guy because you have to be. I'm well, the it's one. Hard, that's... It's hard being the good guy too. I mean. You get your kids to like you, but then mom resents you because I just, I said no to them. I no. Yeah, true. So I'm getting it. Or from dad you. will pull the bad cop and I'm like, dang, bro. <laughs> Who is We're like this? the other guys, bad cop. I thought we did bad cop, bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. Yes. So transitioning, what advice would you give? Young adults that are expecting mothers. <laughs> no, we're not, no, 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 we're not expecting anything. Well, you know, actually, least, you know, that are starting their own lives, maybe in the future, starting their own family. What advice do you give them? Hopefully, in the future. <laughs> yeah, <Lord>. prosperity. <laughs> Enjoy every moment that you can, the good and the bad, because the kids grow up quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a daughter that's going to be 23 this year, and it's a blink of an eye since she was born, literally. Bailey is going to be 27 this year, and I still remember waking up at 5, 5.30 in the morning and going to Malone College and kicking the soccer ball with him at 6 in the morning. And how I'm like, oh, my God, I hate this. But those are memories that will never, ever transpire because life is precious. It can be taken away in a moment. Honestly. But with that said, life is precious. Also, I feel it's so important to tell young people 
to don't rush. Yeah. Like, what is the rush? Yeah. I know what's going on in the world, and I know that life is short, and people want to experience, I want to get married, and I want to have kids, but I'm here to tell you, when you have your child, mm-hmm. and it's not in a bad way at all, but you're in, you have got to be so humble, and you have got to be so ready to forget about yourself. Yeah. Selflessness. It's so selflessness. And it's so, and you know, we joke and we tell people your life is over, but in all reality, the life you had with each other is done. You have another life now. You have people that depend on you. I can remember when these kids were babies and sometimes if I, this is crazy, but like if I had to give them Tylenol, it would make me cry because I thought, they rely on me. Yeah. They trust me. I mean, I'm... You could be giving them fentanyl. I, could be, I, I mean, honestly, I could be poisoning this poor baby. Yeah. But that is that is what I'm talking about. You literally have a life in your hands yeah. Yeah, that you want to raise. And, and we don't know. Obviously, we did a ton of things, you know, that we could say we could do different. But life is... I mean, it, it doesn't go away. You just, just take your time. Like, make sure... You know, mm-hmm. here's another thing. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. You are yeah. going to make mistakes. Yeah. 100%. Everybody does. You're going to give the wrong discipline. You're going to allow the, the baby or child, a young child, I'll say to do something that you'll regret 20, 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Don't be so hard on yourself. But these you young, these young kids today that rush into things, mm-hmm. they don't even know their spouse and then yeah. they have a child. Yeah. You got to get, although. don't even know themselves and they're having a child. Correct. And, you know, the difference with Heinz and I is that we got married when we were late 20s and and early 30s. We had a lot of time to know who we were as humans, as individuals. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Being married, like we had our kids right away. So when I say make sure, you know, because you want your partner to understand you, but they also got to be mature. Mm -hmm. You need to go through a little bit of life. Right. You know, before you make a decision to share a life and create a life together. So I think I would just have to say, just take your time. Yeah. I think that, and we have these conversations all the time. I'm like, Whitney, I didn't get married till I was 30. You are fine. Yeah. Yeah. And when you are not looking is when that person comes. Yeah. You know, so... (laughs) Lord, if everybody could just see. True. So, do you guys have any questions for us? They don't have to be, like, specific, but, like, you know, like, what do you, you know, what did you need or, you know, just give me okay. the floor. Okay. I, I would like to ask both of you. Mm. If you... <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing that you could tell your parents that you wish they would have done differently, what would that have been? I'm going to reverse it on y'all. Yeah. I think for me, it would definitely, I wish my parents would have checked in more. Yeah. Because like I Mm. was the child that had it all together, that Mm. didn't need anything. She didn't need help with her homework. She didn't require anybody to check in on her. And Mm. there was a lot of silent struggles that I had that, and I also never wanted to add to like the situations that were already going on, you know, with my family being a blended family, we just, I didn't want to add to the stress. And I just wish my mom, my dad, my stepdad, anybody would, would have just been like, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Right. And I could have maybe 
answered. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have, but I feel like if, you know, if at least the opportunity was there. Yeah. Right. Presented itself. And I know you had said in some episode, um, a couple episodes ago where, um, if they could have seen some flags, yeah. like the dating, you know, yeah. like those 100%. things. Yeah. yeah. I think if I just be more aware, a little more visible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I get that. What about you? I would say the same thing. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I said last, in the last episode, besides the, the homework. You can ask the questions without us. We're not going to get mad. I did need the homework. No, for real. <laughs> I just, because, there, I mean, because a lot of, a lot of the, I don't want to say a lot of the childhood I remember was me, like, whenever I was home, was in my room. Like, you yeah. said that the house is a safe space. It took a lot, it took a lot for me to feel like this was a safe space, especially coming back from school. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I mean, just my own personal issues that I dealt with and growing up without dad there and like fighting and hearing Bailey like fight with you. It was hard. I think that definitely like checking in. I don't know how, like, like Whitney said, I don't know how much good it would have brought. Like if I would have said anything right at the time, right. Or not even checking in just, I don't, I don't know. Just like, no, I don't want to say like being there more. But, you know, just... Well, you would have been the center for yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's funny because um, you bring that up and I see, you know, Instagram. But um, I watch some families and I and it is a big regret that I have. is like, you know, having just like a mom and daughter day, mm-hmm. you know, or just taking you away for a day um, and just yeah. spending a day. We had our day, Sydney, like go to a movie. We would see Hunger Games. Good and- cup. Right. See, I mean, there's it. But Bailey and I had our mom. Well, Bailey and I had our days too. I mean, I know, yeah. but I just mean I, I think that that would be a lot. You know, that that would help a lot in um, with raising kids. Is that I love how I see these moms now. They have individual days. Yeah. With their kids, and I think that would have helped a lot. You well, know, you say you don't know if it would have, but I think it would have. I I think it, it would, and I think mm-hmm. it's never too late to start. Exactly. You know? Well, we got bracelets together, for God's yeah. sakes. That was a beautiful Woo. thing. Yeah. That Permanent was awesome. bracelets. So I think, you know, things that maybe we missed out on yeah. in our, you know, childhoods and teens, we could definitely do now right. as young adults. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Let's see. What other question would you want to ask? Them? I don't have any questions. Oh. Wow. Elon I've got enough speechless. guilt as it is because of Sydney. <laughs> Of you know, all, all the, I don't want to say trauma, but of you know being an absent father. I well, mean, you that's. Don't have guilt. I mean, I, I understand that, right. but, but there's definitely a level of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I oh, I, no, I I get that. I totally. But that doesn't is simply just go. Okay, it's yeah. gone. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it, just that's yeah. you know it's going to stick with me forever because I've, uh, you know, it's it's hard to accept that you've damaged someone. Whether it's, you know, when you're little and you're a bully or when you're a dad and you, you know, are, yeah. aren't there when they need you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Yeah, I guess that's another thing that we could talk about is that as parents, when you do make mistakes, yeah. like growing up, sometimes you forget about those mistakes. But when you're a parent, mm-hmm. you remember those mistakes that you made mm-hmm. with your kids. You know, that doesn't go away because yeah. we're older. Right. When you're younger, you can grow out of those things and you forget. But when you're a parent, like he said, you, we both, I mean, I'll probably always carry those things that could have, could have, you know, but hey. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I do know though that grace has definitely covered our family. I definitely know that definitely following the Lord has helped our family a hundred percent because that burden is lighter. You still carry it. But it's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was and gonna say. That comes from the Lord. Yeah, 
you know, if our family wouldn't have found the Lord, all the craziness that we had in our family, mm -hmm. um, and with the craziest one that gave us the most trouble was the one that led us to the Lord. So what does that say? You yeah. know what I mean? God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And real. so, you know, they say, you know, your burden is light. <clears throat> so it does make it a lot lighter mm -hmm. of a load to carry. But you carry it as a parent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, more questions. Do you have any others? What do you want for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> a vacation. <laughs> You're going. You're that. I know. I was just kidding. Um, I actually, I'm just trying to think of what else. I, I, I think I would just want to know what message would you two want your parents to know of what you have learned so far in your life? Like, what have we taught you? Um, I think for me, the most important thing that my parents taught me is to know the Lord. Um, and um, my mom, you know, there was a lot of things that she went through um, as a single mom. And um, her strength and courage to not be afraid to fail... Um, because she, my mom had a hundred jobs growing Hello. up. I mean, I remember like there was this one time she had a job where she like stuffed coins in envelopes and all of us <laughs> kids would be around the table, like shoving these quarters <laughs> in these bags. They were due by like midnight. We'd have to drop them <laughs> off somewhere, you know, <clears throat> and just her, I guess like, and another thing, my mom, like she spent, she took the time to, you know, make sure we knew how to read, how to ride our bikes and she didn't want anybody else to like raise right. her kids. She was right. there. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. And, um, something that I learned from my dad, uh, the long list. <laughs> I learned what I want mm -hmm. out of, you know, a, a potential partner mm -hmm. and how I don't want my family dynamic to be. Correct. Mm -hmm. So, um, taught you what not to want. Yeah. And even with like my mom, like those red flags, like I, now I know. Right. So, you know, even though it was like maybe a mistake on her part, but it was a learning experience and something that, you know, shaped right. me and will help me for future generations if there well, are any. That's like that <laughs> right. saying for, that's like that saying for men, uh, boys or whoever, it's uh, you learn to be a husband from your mom and a man from your father. So it works in reverse. You learn to be a wife from your father and a woman from your mom. So yeah. hopefully that's what she's taught you Yeah. or, you yeah. know, power it may be. So, I mean, I look at my parents and that's definitely, I mean, my dad taught me to be a man. I mean, yeah. uh, you don't take any, P-O-O-P, and you don't, you know, you don't give it out. I mean, you yeah. just just try to be, you know, uh, a stand-up guy, support your family, and then, mm -hmm. you know, be a good, loving husband to your wife and kids. And, then, you know, not that yeah. I learned that from my mom being, you know, so cold. <laughs> and I don't want to say cold, but... She's just again, diff it's a uh, different Just emotionless, culture. yeah. It's a different culture. Well, again, they grew up during World War II yeah. in a time where... In Germany, yeah, especially. In Berlin during the bombings. I mean... Grandpa was... Nazi Germany wanted for <laughs> from the Russians. Yeah, being a dissenter for communism. So. But even as you guys Go know, by. you know, you guys growing up are going to know what you don't want to do. We knew that as going into parents yeah. when, when we were growing up. 
what you, know, you didn't want. What we didn't want. Like, I know my hugest thing in growing up, and he didn't get a lot of that from his family, was always making sure we tell our kids we love them. Yeah. Because I didn't get that growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. I didn't even know I mean, I know was. a lot of times you're just like, yeah, I love you. But it's the point. You know, you're still making sure. <laughs> always tell. I tell you I love you. It's well, like, love I love you. Me and my mom don't. Like, my see? mom told her hairdresser that she loved her. The other yes, day. I did because I did love my hair. I mean, I think telling somebody you love them is so important. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that yeah. people just say it as just to say it, but mm-hmm. like you just said, how often do you hear it? Yeah. Here's a thing about the young parents: um, you need to compliment your child more than criticize them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because that a holds. compliment can go a long way than a criticism. Yeah. You know, so criticism can also go a long way. I mean that, yeah. Well, yeah. you in the bat, wrong direction. You tend to remember the criticisms more than. Yeah. yeah well, I, I was my dad. My nap, dad never told me he was proud of me ever until I, after I got married and started being a real, you know, working person. I mean, yeah. uh, that that. I mean, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to. Um, how I grew up without that, but I mm. did. I mean, yeah. well, I, I, I don't know if I relied on other people, but it, it shaped the way when I was younger um, how I dealt with certain things. Yeah. You know, I was always, I'm a perfectionist to myself. I'm always, you know, always took the blame even if it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. So. Me? Yeah, what'd you learn? <laughs> um, I think from my mother, I think mm-hmm. that I've learned to... Uh, stand up for myself and like because uh if you know my mom you know that she is not scared to tell someone when they're a doing something wrong b they hurt her feelings or c it just needs to be done a completely different way um the return queen that's what your mom is yes my mom's a return yes she returns anything from clothes food shampoo freaking anything you buy she'll return it if she doesn't like it so that's i think the one thing my mom has taught me is like she knows what she wants and I think in my mind I know what I want and I'm not gonna either settle for anything less or give up until like I have it or I'm achieving it in a way um I think one thing I've learned from my dad which was ever since I think like I could understand the concept of life and death was that life is short especially since you know Lexi died and then dad having his open heart surgery the more you know, the more you grow up, the more it, it can be like not a sensitive topic, but just the idea of like being so young and not knowing the severity of a situation. When my dad had his heart surgery, I was what, eight, eight, seven years old. I was Uh, seven, seven, almost eight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had, I, I had no idea. Like I can remember Mr. Hayes telling me like, what's your dad in this hospital for? I'm like, eh, just get his heart replaced or something (laughs) stupid. Like I didn't know, but it's like not until you you grow up and you learn like oh wow it's a lot more of a, like a serious situation so I think like like my dad always says is not to take life for granted like don't waste not to waste your time because you know you don't have time you have time but to do to, like genuinely do things that you really want to do be, be where you want to be be intentional you know it's really important because you don't get those moments back like there's a lot of like I wish I did more I was more intentional and in my you know, past years, but right. well, I think that's the one thing that, that I've been learning recently, ever since coming home from, from college is being more intentional with what I want. 
and where I want to be and where I see myself. And I've learned it from dad, but also like making sure I get that and get to where I want to be because of my mom. Cause right. you know, you've taught me. That's good. I was intentional when I moved to Hilton Head and intentional when I moved here and met you. And intentional when we moved back. But I think we always, and you know, these are conversations too that like, um, you know, just having just in general that we will have is I always try to tell, especially my daughter, it would be Bailey. And when I consider you a daughter, it's always never worry what somebody is going to think when you need to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because Sydney will always be like, Mom, like, I don't really care. And I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm not and doing I it to care. ever, you know, I'm not ever doing anything to hurt anyone. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. yeah. And because I make myself important when there's something that I'm passionate about, I'm not going to let anyone or anything get in the way about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always want to try to teach anybody, not only just my daughter, but anybody that I consider a daughter or a friend or anyone that I love right. so much is to teach them, you know, and Sydney always hated me saying that you have a voice, but it's so true. You have a voice, you know, and that is so important to use that voice and you, but you use it in a kind, respectful way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and like when they get, they all get embarrassed cause I talk to everybody and their brother, you know, <laughs> I talk to everybody. Any place we go, I'll talk to somebody. But that's <laughs> rolling his eyes. That's just my personality. But you know what? I do it because I, I just think that people, there's a lot of people that need some love that don't get it. People don't like to talk to, mm-hmm. you know? So. Death is life's most powerful aphrodisiac. That's what I think of because I can see you at a funeral just talking to everybody there. <laughs> Correct. And guess everybody. what? They would all feel good. Right? Encourager. Oh. Exactly. Death is life's most powerful operation. <laughs> oh well, well, that was great. This is season finale. Uh, season one. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. No, because last episode was 18. Um, this is oh. 19. Uh, I'm counting. <laughs> How much do you want to bet? Five bucks. Put money on it. How about Starbucks? I'll, I'll, I'll give you this, a... Uh, this is going to be 19. Caramel cold brew M&M. <laughs> I'll give you a Mike and Ike. I don't want a Mike and Ike. I love Mike and Ikes. See all episodes. I wish they were numbered. I don't think you guys would want to have us as your finale. Why not? Then again, maybe nobody wants to hear Maybe this will continue. Okay. One, two, How'd you guys three, meet? four, five, six, seven, eight. The first one is nine. in an episode. I'm counting that one. No, that does not count. That's an introduction. It's an episode. Because it was just me talking. <sighs> I was right. Okay, this I was is right. the season finale. If you don't count the first one, but I do. The first, the first one's like, "Welcome to the Are You Good podcast." Yeah, it's the. Oh, that's not an episode. Period. <sighs> Thank you. It's a minute. It's not the season finale. Thank you. I was getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I don't even know. What she, I don't have my headphones on. So I don't know what she just did. <laughs> 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 no, it's the air horn. But you want me to do that one? <laughs> no. Yes, please. <laughs> well, episode nineteen. Yeah. But who says they have to have 20 episodes? Why couldn't this have been the season finale? We did the other episode. All right, we did. I just did All right. All right, well, you know what? Hopefully you enjoyed. Wow. Yes. And, you know, we'll see you you next week. Yeah, thanks, Mom and Dad. Always an honor, girls. Yeah, we're we're here every night, so. (laughs) Yep, We're your biggest fans. So are we. Our only listeners. Can we get get selfies with you guys later? Yeah, sure. Autographs? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Can I get a free Starbucks? Yes. I buy you Starbucks all the time. Like, don't so get- let's do it again, Elon. 
And if anyone ever needs any advice from the packs, slide into their DMs. No, I'm sure that they won't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Probably not. At least not for me, because I'm still learning to be a a husband and a man, because I didn't really get that at home. (laughs) All righty. Well, I guess we'll uh, talk to you next week. Yeah. See you later. Good night. Good day.